Hi everyone and welcome to Take 10 for Turn number 905. I hope you all are well. Any questions, comments, suggestions, recommendations, or sponsorships, please email me at Rabbi Yismach at Take10FortorahOrg. So this week's parasha is Parsha Yisro, and the parasha famously begins by Yishma Yisro. Yisro hears. He is the Chohen Midian, Chosin Moshe, so he's identified as the priest of Midian, he's identified as the father-in-law of Moshe. What does he hear? As Kalashur Asa, Elohim Moshe of Israel. He hears everything that happened to, the, to Moshe, to the family first, and to the entirety of the Jewish people. Ki hotzi Hashem es Yisrael mimitzrayim. Because God took the Jews out of Egypt. So, he hears, he comes out to the Midbar, and Rashi tells us, Af anu yodim. Shiba Midbar Hayu, we know that he was in the Midbar. Rather, the Torah means to express praise for Yisro. He was sitting on a pedestal, he was sitting in an honorable position wherever he was. But he comes out to join with the Jewish people, to be a part of their story, to, with great sacrifice, comes out to the desert. He doesn't know what the food story is, where he's going to stay. There's no Airbnb. I mean, he comes out to enjoy uh, just time with the Jews to be inspired. So when he does come out, by Yetzei Moshe, the Torah describes, Rashi says, They give him a, a lot of kavod, when Moshe came, Aaron came, and then another Venavio came, and then once everybody saw that these dignitaries were going out to see this man, so everybody got all excited and everybody gave him great honor. And so the moment that Yisro comes seems to be an important one. He makes a very uh, important decision, a significant decision, one of great sacrifice, and it's recognized as such. The question is, why is this such a big deal? Is it because maybe he's some sort of big fish? You know, they got the guy who was the priest of Midian, and how even he is coming on board with the Jewish story, and is coming to join with the Jews. Is that what it is? So the interesting thing about Yisro is the first word of the parasha, Vayishma. He hears... He's motivated by something that he hears, and he wants to come and join the Jews. What did he hear? That's the question. What did he hear? Yes, he chooses Mikol Elokim. He had all, known all of the Avodah Zara, but what was it about this story? What was it about the Jewish story that caused him to want to join in? So Rashi very famously says, What did he hear? He heard about Kriyas Yamsuf and Melchemes Amalek. He heard about the splitting of the sea, and he heard about the war against Amalek. Okay, so now it's interesting because if you take a look, um, I mean, uh, Kriyas Yamsuf was pretty, pretty important, pretty significant. That it seems did not get him to come. Melchemes Amalek happens after Kriyas Yamsuf. The war against Amalek occurs later. I guess it's the war that makes him come. The war wasn't very obviously. Uh, impressive. The war kind of was uh, natural terms. Uh, Yeshua got together an army. They vanquished Amalek, which had come to attack them. I mean, what, why is the story of Amalek so impressive? Uh, the real question, I think, though, is that the Gemara even offers another interpretation. Uh, one other interpretation of what it was that he heard, which caused him to come was that he heard about Matan Torah. He heard about the giving of the Torah. Now that's interesting because the giving of the Torah hadn't happened yet, at least in the narrative as we have it. So there are those who suggest that the, the narrative is out of order. Now good, Rashi does prefer that, so maybe Rashi doesn't bring that idea. But I once heard a beautiful idea in the name of Rav Elio Lapian as to why it is that he comes specifically after these two events, after the splitting of the sea and the resolution of the story of the struggle with Egypt, and then, and only then, does he finally come when Amalek goes to war with the Jews. 
Everybody had known, everybody had known that the Jews had had this miraculous salvation. People's heard, they were agitated, terror gripped the dwellers of Pelishtim. Everybody had known that something was going on at the sea. Everybody had known that there was uh, the, the destruction of Egypt in the wake of the Jewish people. Now, Yisro had known that too, and he was pretty comfortable in his living room doing what he did and kind of being who he was. Perhaps he was inspired by the Jewish story, but he was uh, he understood that he could be so from a distance. He doesn't have to join with them. He doesn't have to go out into the desert. He doesn't have to schlep and sacrifice in order to join their story. But the question that the Gemara, the question that Rashi quotes is, Mashmua Shama Uba. What was it that he heard that actually got him to come along for the ride? And the answer seems to be, Milchemas Amalek. The remarkable thing about it is that it doesn't say, the vanquishment, Nitzachon Amalek. It says Milchem Amalek, the very war in the first place. What was impressive about the war? Not much, at least from the Jewish side. But what was incredible and impressive in a negative way, what was amazing, is that you could have a people, the Amaleki nation, who was willing to go to war, to go to battle with the Jewish people, after everything that Shamu Amim, Yirgazun, Chilachazo, Shepalashas, after everything that the people had heard about the Jewish story, there was still a group who was willing to ignore all of that and go to war with the Jews. At that moment, Yisro says, wow, I can't just sit around and take this in from a distance, appreciate this God that I have now discovered from a distance. I need to go and become part of their story. Because if it could happen to the Amalekites, if it could happen to them, that they could forget so soon, so could I. So what he was listening for, by Yishma Yisro, he wasn't just listening for the events that occurred, he also noticed the fact that they were easily forgotten by those around him, by Amalek. And he realized, I need to do more. And so he goes and he joins, and he's Megayer, he converts, he understands that he has to, uh, in order to continue that inspiration, he has to continue in a meaningful way to offer sacrifice, to show up, to be able to participate further. Now this idea that uh, Yisro is honored for this now makes perfect sense. He is hearing, by Yishma, he is hearing things that other people are not. He's not just hearing the events, he's hearing what happens over the course of time with most people. I mean, we have this all the time. People get inspired, they get this great idea, and they're so moved. They want to change, they want to do this, they want to do that, and then nothing really happens. Nothing really happens. It doesn't follow through. We forget the challenge of consistency of not only doing something the first time that we get a good idea, but the challenge of doing things over the course of time is so incredibly difficult. It's so challenging, and we find this all of the time. We've discussed in the past the ideas, the very principle, the fundamental, the bookends of the uh, avoda, the service in the base of English, was that carbon tama, the constant, consistent carbon, which is always there and does not relent. It's not just a message we hear once, it's a message we continue with every single day. And this is so beautifully encapsulated in the mitzvah in this week's parsha of Shabbos. We're going to talk about the Aserah Sadibros, the Ten Commandments, and what does it say there? It says, in regard to the Ten Commandments, Zachar Asim HaShabbos L'Kadshah. We're supposed to remember Shabbos. Now, we're supposed to remember Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, we're supposed to do all of that. Now, we're still told, in spite of how impressive it was, that we're supposed to recall it every single day, multiple times a day, perhaps, we're supposed to mention it, it's mentioned all throughout the Torah. What is the Zachar Asim HaShabbos L'Kadshah? So, the simple understanding is, uh, you make Kiddush, on the day, we make a big deal about it. We remember it on the day, and we mark it. 
but it's more than that. Even Ezra says, for example, We are anticipating it every single day of the week, as the Gemara explains as well, in order to make sure it stays on our mind, we anticipate and we make a huge deal about it from moment to moment and from day to day as it comes closer. But there's a beautiful Rav Hirsch where Rav Hirsch understands that it's not just, it's not just that we have to anticipate Shabbos. It's not just we have to be excited for a thing. But we also have to figure out how to retain a memory of the thing. And he says as follows, you must count the days of the week according to their distance from the Shabbos that has passed, so that Shabbos will ever be present to you as the medium and basis for your being holy. And the days of the week will then become the offspring of the Shabbos. It's not just the anticipation of big events. It's also figuring out a way to keep a level of recall of those events. We should know that naturally that inspiration wanes. We should know that the things that we uh, see and uh, excite us and the diets and the exercise plans and the, and the infomercials that get us all excited, we know that those are going to wear off. But sometimes we forget. We forget that that's the case. And if we want something to change and we want that consistency to remain after we have begun doing the thing, we need to figure out how to zachor as the Yom HaShabbos Lakancho. We have to remember to vayishma, to anticipate the fact that these things will fall away and fill, figure out a way to maintain it on our own through small habits, through involving ourselves in small ways. Like the Gemara says, what do you do every single day in order to remember these fundamental ideas? A person says Shema every day, morning and night. A person davens every day, morning and night. And perpetuates through habits these beliefs and these ideas so that they don't fall by the wayside. This idea is seen in a variety of instances because ultimately what motivates us most generally is not just inspiration from the outside. That might show us where we could be, what could be with us someday. But it's the decision-making that comes day to day. It's the difficult task of making the most out of ourselves after we've been shown those great ideas. To be able to be like Yisro, to be Vayishma, to be able to hear how others forgot these messages, notice that, and figure out how to zachar to remember it in the future, even though we experienced it in the past. Have a great day.